From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, June 13th. Over the years, Moab's governing bodies have tried several different measures to help create housing that locals can afford. One of the classics is a density bonus. It's an incentive for developers. And it means cities and counties will allow more housing units than usual on a development if some of them are affordable or set aside just for the local workforce. Now, a new proposal in Grand County would let developers build up to 45 units per acre. But all of them, every single unit, must be restricted to households with very low or low median income. Today, we speak with Elisa Martin, Grand County's planning director, on this proposal. You know, I know that um, density bonuses as incentives for like affordable or workforce housing have been around for a long time. But can you can you share what makes this one different for Grand County? Well, um, well, this is definitely different for Grand County in the way that it's um, proposing a higher density development district um, that the county has never seen before. So we ha- we do have our HGHO high density housing overlay. The highest density development that we have in that program is 35 units per acre. And so there is a project that's going to be coming online. Um, it's been it's gone through all of the permitting approvals and everything through our office. And I think they're just finalizing the, their building permits. But that is an HGHO project. It's 35 units per acre, and it's an apartment um, development, basically for rental. That's kind of the only one that we that we have in the county that's similar to what this would be proposing. So the MFR 45 is multifamily residential, 45 units per acre, and the incentive for the developer is that obviously the density goes up quite substantially. But then also there's a parking reduction incentive and as well as a building height allowance going up to 42 feet. So that's something we also haven't seen in the county before. So that, you know, combined with the parking um, incentive and the higher building or higher buildings, Mm -hmm. um, the aim is to create like an an attractive, yeah, an attractive incentive for developers to get 100 percent is that right low to very low income yeah that's also the unique thing about this um, density bonus is that 100 percent of the units would be restricted for very low to low income households per uh, the hud definition for that the only exception is we allow for like two percent of the units to be reserved for manager units and that usually would end up being like one or two units out of the whole project so yeah, it is definitely unique in that in that way. The the idea is that we kind of don't have this level of housing for a segment of our community. We don't offer that in the county yet. So this is some way that we can provide um, an incentive for developers to build something that that would really serve a part of the community, our workers, really the seasonal and service industry workers, and yeah. Lisa, do you mind painting us a picture about what a development like this could look like? You know, ideally, where would developments like this go? Is there a current equivalent that we can sort of compare in our minds stylistically? Let me just start out by saying, location-wise, the future land use map, the draft future land use map that we've already created, we have two scenarios, right? 
those kind of preliminarily have designated areas, very limited areas where this um, type of development would be appropriate. And those are kind of generally going to be closer to town, closer to the border between the city and the county. And we also decided that if for a building that high, it would be best for the location to be somewhat near the foothills of the rim and up against that so that it wouldn't be kind of sticking out in the middle of the valley and blocking views and ridgelines and, and whatnot. So we've kind of limited the areas for MSR 45 to the foothills of the rim and then kind of closer north um, towards town. And then to try to visualize like what development might look like, um, well, they're going to probably be three stories. And we brought over some of the development standards from the HGHO um, as far as like, you know, the requirement to design the project to fit in with its surrounding development. So if the development surrounding that area is just kind of like single family residential or highway commercial even, um, that it would kind of respect the the surrounding neighborhood and keep that design element to match the surrounding neighborhood. Does the county have any developers in mind for a project that could use this incentive? Yeah, in fact, there is a developer that's already um, approached the county with this uh, idea, and they are motivated and have been to county commission um, meetings. They came to the planning commission um, to present their idea, and it was very re- well received. I would say um, at first everybody was like a little, you know, shocked. Oh, you know, this is really different for our for our area, you know. But but then even some of the county commissioners, when they were up north for other business, they went and toured some of the developments that this particular developer has already built, and they were impressed. And so. That's what I can say on that front is that um, so far from what we've seen from this developer, they kind of can walk the talk. So there's one so far that we know of. We don't have any others that are kind of approaching us yet, but I would hope that we would. Elisa Martin, Grand County's planning director. The public still has time to weigh in on this new incentive for affordable housing development and the future land use plan. Martin encourages folks to pop by the planning office at the county building or visit grandcountyconnects.com for more information. The Biden administration placed a 20-year moratorium on new oil, gas, and mineral development in a 10-mile radius around Chaco Canyon National Park. The area is sacred ground for many Native American tribes in the region. While a number of tribes encouraged the moratorium on drilling near Chaco Canyon, the Biden administration's decision to do so upset leaders of the Navajo Nation. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis has more. The drilling moratorium affects federal lands near Chaco Canyon, but the landscape is a patchwork of public, private, and tribal lands. According to the tribe, some 5,000 members of the Navajo Nation own 160-acre allotments. Some of these parcels have been passed down for generations. Boone Nigren is the president of the Navajo Nation. For them to just force upon us a 10-mile freeze um, of of our lands, to me, that's quite unfair and disheartening. 
In fact, the order filed last week by U.S. Secretary of Interior Deb Holland does not affect tribal lands, only federal lands. Navajo Alatis can still legally lease their lands for oil and gas development. But with federal lands off the table, the oil and gas industry is unlikely to invest in the infrastructure needed for a local energy economy. President Nygren says the Biden administration's drilling moratorium on federal lands makes it next to impossible for Navajo Alatis near Chaco to lease their lands. Because these Alatis are the closest thing that we have to land ownership in Indian country. And to do it to them in this manner, which is unjust and unfair to them, is just unbelievable. In this case, you've got over 5,000 uh, allottees that are directly affected financially. President Nygren says his team is currently looking into the financial fallout of the Biden administration's drilling moratorium. I'm Clark Adamitis. The Moab City Council is in session today. Let's take a look at their agenda. Elected officials will hear an update from the sustainability director about the department. They'll also consider annexing three acres of property along South Highway 191 into the city. Applicant Shamrock Properties wants to rezone the acres and develop residential and retail space there. City council members may also approve their final 2023-2024 budget. Big items include capital improvement projects from the stormwater, sewer, and water departments. Moab City Council meetings are held on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. and streamed online on Moab City's YouTube page. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, June 13th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.